Hey, welcome back to Toons Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Toons Tunes Podcast. T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, super stoked for this episode. I've uh, been wanting to do this one for a little bit. It's a little bit different than what we normally do, but that's what makes it exciting because it's just like, I don't know, branching out and doing different shit is always fun. I uh, got Kellen McGugan in the house. What up? Hey, what's going on, everyone? And that boy, Ryan Drake. What up? Hi. <laughs> I'm really glad that I got introduced before Ryan. I'm very upset by this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can we do this again? Can we restart? Strike that. Reverse it. Tunes, tunes from the top. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Harold, uh, Harold's like very soft-spoken, and we're going to just dominate this. Oh, hey, man. That's, that's, yeah. I'm here for you guys to just do your thing. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm the facilitator. I can't wait to talk over you. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, real quick, we'll give a shout-out to Mint Apparel here at the top of the hour. Uh, Mint Apparel has what you need if you're looking for a local shop to do screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl. They can even take care of your logo and branding design needs. Check them out at mintapparel.com. That's M-E-N-T apparel.com. Or on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also request a quote by emailing them directly at info at mintapparel.com. So I talked... A little bit to Kellen whenever I had you on your episode of uh, I'm very the upset show, that I didn't get a solo episode and I'm stuck with Kellen. This is I also know, upsetting. Hit the Bogart hit yeah. the Bogart this one. Yeah, it's like you you married my wife uh, and I, I as married our, your wife. Yeah, you married you married my wife, then I married her. And now you're, Kellen you're does, Kellen, in it's a really funny prank that I played. They let me officiate their wedding. What they don't know is that I actually married his wife. And, and you're not ordained. Not. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even so ordained. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even turn in the marriage certificate. <laughs> They're definitely not married. Yeah. Well, uh, joke's on you because I can't read. So <laughs> next question. Uh, we talked a little bit about the OC when I had uh-huh. you on. Um, just because like, it was one of those things is like always one of those guilty pleasure type things for me. Like in my eyes, whenever I was watching it. But it was just cool to hear like you talk about it just because you'd reference some of the music from the show. And so it was just cool to be like, you know, hear you say, no, nah, dude, fuck that. Like that show's tight. Like, yeah, don't sh- ever be ashamed for it. I hate the phrase all. guilty pleasure. I yeah. fucking hate that phrase. Like, yeah. it's like, you like what you it. like and you do what you like and it's fine. No one cares. Not liking something doesn't make you cool. Yeah. You I, just, I love the Kardashians. I watch The Bachelor every Monday <laughs> at Kellen's house. Like, we, yeah, we all no sit guilty. around and watch it together. It's yeah, there's fine. no guilty pleasure. But yeah, that's like the the uh, like stereotype around it. It's right. like people are ma- like make you to think that because you like that, you're dumb or because it's not. And no. I, that's such like the through line for the show, too, because, I've you know, when I've talked to you about it, it's just like definitely like if you're listening to some different type of music or especially if you're watching anime, you're like. People like hardcore shame you for that shit. Based like back in the day, but yeah, they like they the weird try, kid. They tried to. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. I've never cared. I just kind of like. It's what just I like an like interesting phenomenon. It. Like like you're saying, Ryan. Like, what the fuck does it matter, dude? Like, I like, like what I, I like. When I got back into pro wrestling a couple of years ago because of the Total Bella show. Shout out to that show. <laughs> great show. Uh, I started like watching at least once a month like pro wrestling, and I, I was like almost a weird, weirdly afraid to talk about it because you're like, I don't know if I can. <laughs> And then I realized that, like every comedian in Oklahoma City loves pro wrestling and Dude, like that we just all real. talk about it all the time. I'm going to a WrestleMania party on Sunday. I'm very excited. That's oh, amazing. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah, my buddy, a buddy at work, just like he told me, he got like a that free sign up for like the free month subscription for like the WWE Network. He's like yeah. hardcore, like binging like Summer Slams and shit right now. Oh, like, nice. Oh, so they have like the old events on there for you. It's to like watch. a yeah. bunch of shit on there. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And it like breaks it up by that's category literally and shit. Everything they've ever done is on there. That is incredible. Yeah. And so he got like a free month. And I'm like, dude, that's not going to be enough time to watch all that shit, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, so we, we talked about the show. I mean, we touched on it a little bit. And um, 
mostly it was because we were talking about how great the music was, but it was just cool to hear like someone really talk about something that I was really into. And for some reason, you know, it's just like that, that mindset back in high school or whatever is like, I don't people want are, people yeah, you're meant to, to feel like you're I weird. Like this. Yeah. yeah. I never got that about the OC. I thought the OC was like a cool show to like. I did too. And like, like no one I ever, like I would try to talk about it at school a little bit just because I loved the music that was in it. Right. And it seemed like no one else was watching it. And I'm like, do you guys not know about the show? But everybody was like super into like screamo and shit back at like at that point. Uh, when, like the so people that I was talking to So many to thoughts and stuff. about all of this. <laughs> and so it's just like kind of weird because like, I don't know. It's like the thing that that show did well was like putting... I guess like the label, the indie stuff into the forefront. Like not a lot of people weren't really like vibing with that shit at that point. And then they started putting like all these bands on that were like kind of like in that vein. And that's when I actually really started gravitating towards like that type of music was because of like the stuff that was in that show. Yeah, I very much think Seth Cohen, uh, for all intents and purposes, was kind of a, a hero of early aughts uh, indie music. Oh, he was a tastemaker. You know? He really was. <laughs> Seth Cohen was a tastemaker. Make the T-shirt. Get it, let's get this trending. Oh okay. shit! <laughs> Why not? That'll be sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So I, one thing that you guys did together, which is what really what inspired me to have you on together for this episode, was. Uh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> that was rude. Actually, <laughs> okay. I, was, I was like, that sounded meaner. Than it's this. <laughs> They'll understand. It's Kelly. Yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> Kelly's like, fuck you, bro. Um, but you guys did like this uh, event at the Speakeasy, and I know you've done several events there, Ryan. But been there. Um, can you kind of talk about what like the event was for people that maybe didn't make it out to it? Would you like to, or would you like me to? No, I think you would be uh, because it was my idea yeah. and I did all the work and you just kind of showed up. I think you're right. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> absolutely true. That is 100 percent what happened. Uh, no, I mean literally, it, there was no work to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do a lot of events at Speakeasy. Um, sometimes I just get bored. I'm like, let's do a new thing. I don't know. And I had seen. There's this guy I follow on Instagram named Jensen Carp, who's a very, he used to be a very good comedian. He used to be a rapper. It was a really good rapper back in the day. And now he, now he's married to Topanga. <laughs> nice. So and the guy's winning a life, I guess. He, he's married to Topanga and he is like a, a joke writer for late night shows. Anyway, he's just lived like an entire life of things I want to do. The point of all that was <laughs> to say that he, uh, he used to, he was like staging these LA um, like script readings of old school movies or TV shows. And he was getting other famous people. He wouldn't get the cast. He would get like other famous people to come do that and, and like read and play the parts. And I was like, that's really cool that people are showing up to see this. And so I wanted to do something like that. And I wanted to put my own kind of spin on it, I guess. And I was like, the OC is my shit. I feel like it's a very niche thing. It's a thing that's not celebrated as much as it should be because it's a great show. Agreed. So we're going to try it. It was easily the thing I was most nervous about taking to speakeasy. Like, let's do this. But I have a good enough relationship with him. They'll let me do anything. Um, <laughs> and so we, I was like, all right, let's do a script reading of the pilot episode of the OC featuring my favorite people around Oklahoma City plus Kellen. Yeah. And... <laughs> And it's true. The way it worked out, and I started looking at the parts because I got the script and I was looking through it and I was looking at the parts trying to figure out like I knew the people in my head. I already knew what people I wanted to be a part of it. But this but assigning the parts was like really difficult. And I eventually I was like, well, let's let's swap the genders so that all the female parts were played by guys and all the male parts were played by girls. And so that made it a lot easier to like dish it out. 
And so we did it at the speakeasy. And I think Kellen played Julie Cooper. I did. Oh, okay. Um, very appropriate. Yeah. We had a ton of people involved with it, but my favorite, but Jesse Kyle, who's this local comedian, one of the funniest people I've ever met. She was our Seth Cohen. And I feel like she stole the show. She was incredible. Fucking funny. Incredible. She nailed it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we did, it wasn't, I mean, we had like, like 25 people. Yeah. It was a free event. Like I wasn't trying to make any money for anything. We just wanted to do it for fun. Yeah. It was just funny. It was a lot of fun too. It was a lot I, of fun. Like, I really we had it. one meetup like practice run and like my meeting space fell apart at the last minute. We had to like do it at a church. I'd like call my yeah. friend. I was like, I need to use your <laughs> church. God. Yeah. And we had everyone meet church. us at the church and do a table read of this, of the OC. And I remember the part of Ryan, Another reason I want to do the gender swap thing is because I have a friend, Susan, who's like a really good actress. She's like an actual actress. She's really good. And I was like, she needs, if like someone's going to have to like captain this ship, it's got to be a good act, actor right. or actress. And I was like, she's going to be Ryan. That's a good like the main character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she uh, very much slated too. She That's did awesome, a great dude. job. But yeah, so we did it at Speakeasy. Like I was almost two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I really promoted as like an OC event. I, we played OC music all night. Uh, we had the big OC photo behind us on the big screen. We got quite a few beers deep. Yeah, it was great awesome. that's, was there. that's that's a must though. Yeah, yeah like he got to part do that. of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I still cool, want to do another one. I was like, gonna say, any plans to do another one? I do want to do another. one. I don't know when. I was thinking. I was thinking last year on the holidays, but then it came and went. I just didn't do it. Oh, right on. But like, I feel like a holiday theme one, whether probably like a Christmas episode. Oh, that would be amazing. Christmas that would be, be great. Would yeah. be to take a shot anytime Marissa has a breakdown in an episode. Oh God. Boy, we would be drunk. Or anytime <laughs> Marissa and Ryan just go, hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> You're trying to get alcohol poisoning, my guy. Right. <laughs> trying to get fucked up. <laughs> well, one thing you, you'd mentioned earlier, like you'd said, you know, you wanted to celebrate this thing because it was just such like a like a low key and like didn't really get the respect it should. Like, why do you think that was? I feel like, I mean, it's a cult classic show at the time. It was massive, but I think it's, I don't know. I feel like in the years since the OC has left our lives, I've discovered a lot more people that were fans of the OC, but I just didn't know. They're just coming out of hiding. It's yeah. like, it's just something that's been so far gone now that people just don't really discuss it as much or as like they, they used to. like they don't think about it. It's like not right. top of the mind. Right. But I remember when we did our thing at the Speakeasy, that was right around the time it was the 10 year anniversary of the series finale. Oh, so it was okay, like cool. 2017. Like a cool timing thing with it. Yeah, but I remember there were a lot of articles written about around that time. Like a lot of like 10 years later, what's the OC cast up uh, to? Like where are they now? Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool, man. I think that's I think there's a lot of truth to that, man. Because like, it's just like it kind of in a way goes back to the thing that I was saying of like the closet fans, I guess. Like But people, at the same time, it was a massive show. Like it had huge ratings and it like won it they won a ton of awards, like Teen Choice Awards. Well, I got like renewed that. a couple times, right? Yeah. So it's like Yeah. Had to be doing all right, but it's like, where the fuck are all these people that watch the show? Now now nobody's talking about it. I mean, like, the thing that's <laughs> insane, I don't know if you want to get into the show yet or whatever, like the actual show. The thing that's insane about it is that it, it was only four seasons. Only four right. seasons. Season four, I think, is very underrated. I really like season four. Taylor Townsend's my favorite character on that show ever. <laughs> um, but the thing that's insane about it is that season one, especially, like in 2019, I've never seen Game of Thrones in my life, but I know it's the biggest show in the world. And like the last season of Game of Thrones, yeah. I know it comes back next week or something. Yeah, yeah next, Sunday. next Sunday. I think. Next but Sunday. I know like the the last season of Game of Thrones, someone told me it was like seven episodes. And I was like, that's the season of Game of Thrones. Like that's season seven of Game of Thrones or whatever it was. And the insane thing about the OC was in 2003, TV seasons, 
Like that's the season one of the OC is 27 episodes. And Fuck think about me. that in I relation about to that. 2003. It was like, that's what? Like it over literally, half it of a literally year. came on in August. Oh three. And season one was done in May of Oh four. And then it was off June, July. Then season two came back in August. <laughs> And Damn. then that's probably when like the DVD box set came out at Suncoast. And oh my right. God. Yeah. Like, go I was there. I bought it. Um, but that's that, just insane to think that like they burned through so much in seasons one and two, cause they had to do these crazy 25, 27 episode seasons that if you had given it more time to breathe and cut some stuff out, if they had done like 12 episode seasons, that show probably would be, still be on the air. Oh, okay. So you think maybe it was like that, the longevity of the season. You think that had anything to do with it? Or? I just think that when you're in a writer's room, you're like, all right, we got to come up with 27 hours of content like, now. Fuck. Yeah. You burn through it quickly. Like the beginning yeah. of the Makes first sense. half of season one is incredible. And then it really falls off a cliff when like Oliver comes around, but you can just tell, I mean, same thing with lost. I felt the same way with lost where like, they didn't know how long they were going to last, what the ending oh, was going to be. No, look at seasons four and five. Like what? Of yeah. Lost? Yeah. 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 Like they just didn't know what was going to happen. Now I feel like shows are more structured and they really, I feel like a lot, I feel like they know what they're getting into now. If you create a new show. Yeah. Right on. And then the OC was just like, it took off and they're like, we got to keep going. We don't know where it's going, but if they had more time or if they had even, I guess less There's like, shows, then we have to take it somewhere. Like, like there would be less of it, but it would, the quality would be much better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was that, I mean, was that kind of your, your opinion on it? Like I was just trying to figure out why it was, that it was just like such an underrated show that, but when you bring it up, everyone's quick to be like, hell yeah, yeah, I love that show. And you know what strikes me as bizarre as well is that, you know, maybe it's because it hasn't had like one of those, you know, like kind of internet, you know, reawakenings, kind of like Gilmore Girls just oh, had this right cult on. following, like die hard. And granted, it had obviously more seasons, but it just had this super huge cult following. I feel like a big part of that was podcasts, like people doing watch along podcast like Gilmore guys, I feel like really helped Gilmore girls. Become oh relevant yeah. Again. Yeah. And That's did the OC do anything like, do they no, have something? Like I've that? never no. heard anything like that. There was an episode called, do you see the OC that I see? <laughs> and they were, I felt like they were, I felt like they were on their way and then they just stopped doing it. Oh, I mean, it man. sounds like we have an idea for a podcast. <laughs> I know I thought about this gray and I had this, I wanted to do this. Yeah. The yeah. OKC or something like that. <laughs> God. Yeah. I, I feel like there might be uh, OC rewatch pod in our future. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> 27, 27 hours. Hey man, it'll Shit. just help me spend less money. Hey, so. you know exactly how many episodes you needed. So the crazy thing about those recap podcasts are that they're usually longer than the actual episode that you watch. I know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you thought that much shit in that like short amount of time. I'm like, all right. And I would just, man, it might be, it might be hard. No, it wouldn't be hard to do, but just like having to watch one episode and then wait and then talk about it and then, okay, cool. I can watch the other episode because you know, it's like with how, um, binge watching tv culture oh, has yeah. come along you know it's, it's like you want to watch like now. whole seasons yeah well, even like you get that a little bit with like box sets because i remember it's just like the craziest oh, yeah. situation of me watching the oc was we're going i lived in uh, mexico for a little bit in uh, in juarez right mm -hmm. outside el paso and there's a small town um Don't it's like let me see that show the bridge it's like oh, i've never seen oh, it. okay it's about juarez <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> it's a great there's show. like a small town called villa ahumada it's really hard to say, but it's like 45 to like 45 minutes to an hour away, like south of where it is. Mm -hmm. And it was super sketch. Like we we're going to visit like some other family and we like legit had to get like in the back of this camper with like blankets over our heads. Ew. But we had a laptop. <laughs> we were watching the OC on the way to this town, like randomly. I'm like, why the fuck Whoa. are we doing this? And why are we watching the OC <laughs> while we're doing this? Like, that is, this is so most, fucking suspect. 
extreme way I think anyone has ever watched the OC. <laughs> yeah, usually it's a like, very comfortable experience. Well, like, That's they get crazy. To the, we, there was like weird checkpoints, like these checkpoints set up where like there's like apparently crooked cops and shit. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is insane. <laughs> you like at a checkpoint and then the cops is here like, welcome to the OC, bitch. He's like, what'd you say to me? <laughs> get out of the fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't go right now. No, no, no. Uh, man, it's, it's crazy though. Always. That's like a memory. I'll probably like always have just like yeah. the most intense watching the OC of like all time, dude. And I don't think the stakes stuck. have what never been high. It? The stakes yeah. have never been higher in one episode <laughs> of the OC. <laughs> but so, you know, the main thing that stuck out to me from the show was how many, you know, and we kind of touched on it earlier, but like just the breadth of how much damn music that they were able to incorporate oh, and, yeah. and, you know, kind of shout out in the show. And so that was one thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about was like, what was like the level of music that, you know, stuck out to you? Was there bands that like maybe you never heard of that they featured or what, what were like some of the, like, where did like, what bands got a start on the OC that you were like, Oh yeah, fuck with those guys. Um, well, they didn't. There's there's two in particular that I'm gonna name. One didn't really get their start on the OC, but like when featured. they were on the OC, it helped quite a bit. And that was the Walkman. Uh, mm. They played uh, Little House of Savages at the bait shop, and uh, I remember seeing them did on they, there. Did they play the Rat too. Uh, I'm not sure if they did. Or no, we've been had maybe. Yeah, maybe we've been had. Yeah, I think so. Uh, from their first record. Um, and then bows and arrows was coming out and then they were on that. And then obviously, you know, that bows and arrows was like a huge record for the Walkman. That was awesome. But the, Wait, hang on, sorry. What's the song? that's like, can't you hear me? I'm banging on the wall. What's yeah. The rat. That's the rat. Okay, yeah. Yeah. They played that song. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, but the, the big one that like stuck with me for a really long time that they got on the OC and then they were huge was, uh, the thrills. And the thrills right. were. I, I think we you were going to go with that. I think yeah. we were. Is it, we were te- texting about that the other day. Yeah. Too. So the thrills came out with uh, this record called "So Much for the City." I think it was O two or O three. I think O three. Um, and they were on the OC, and I instantly gravitated to it because it was like this sunshiny, like California, like kind of country indie pop that was done by these like five dudes from like Ireland like these just five Irish kids and it was so good. And then they had a follow-up record in 2005 called let's bottle Bohemia. That was almost even better than so much for the city. But like that band got featured, I think five different times on the OC and I love the thrills. They're still probably in my top 20, like echelon of all time, uh, that just had like a really big impact on me. It's like, I can still go back to all those thrills records and I have like a specific memory for like each song and it's just so fun and entertaining to go back and listen to those records. And it's thanks to that show that I heard about the thrills. So was that not for all the, it's not for, the not love, for all the love in the, in world. the world. Great song. Yeah. Great song. <laughs> yeah. Really good song. I got into the thrills because of the OC and I loved the let's bottle Bohemia record. Yeah, man. God, it's so good. I was listening to it again, like, cause we were talking about this yeah. episode and I was like, dude, I need to bust out. Let's bottle Bohemia again. <laughs> And I did in the car on the way to work this week, and I was like, "God damn, this record is so still slaps. good." Yeah, it still slaps. My yeah, my ass cheeks were clapping all the way home. <laughs> it was great. Well, it's just like funny that the you know that that um, destination, like the bait shop, being like the yeah. <laughs> whoever was on the aux cord there, man, couldn't get a high enough raise. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Shout out to McGee, the music supervisor for that show. Oh yeah, he just killed it. Hey, absolutely Mc, killed McGee. Yeah. 
What? Not stop. Don't make this about you. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I was like, what? No. Stop. What if I was like, surprise? That was like my pen name. It was me. <laughs> yeah. like, surprise, I'm 50. I believe it, actually. Yeah. Just had my 64th birthday. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I was going to go way bigger, like a more high level than that and say that like, one, the killers. Yeah. yeah. That's a big time. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Like they are in 2019 headlining Glastonbury and like Woodstock. And still. Like, yeah. Still yep. an incredibly relevant band. And the first time I ever saw them or heard them was on the OC smile. Like you mean it. Yeah. And I mean, for me in particular, the reason, I mean, the reason I even got into the OC at all, because it's, the OC started in 03, uh, the photo album by death guy for cutie came out in 2001. Yeah. And that was my shit. Like <laughs> I had the same, like I thought I was the only person in the world who fucking listened to death. Right. Guy okay. In 2001. And I'm like this Jewish kid from Oklahoma <laughs> and I was really into death cab in like 2001 and two, that was the year I, I started to bridge like the, from screamo into like more indie music. And I had, Death Cab, Phantom Planet, and Jimmy Eat World were like the three bands that like Damn. crossed me over. You hit, you're hitting three buttons for me, man. Yeah. yeah, and but then I just remember I was in a high school band, and I was, I remember one morning it was '04 around Thanksgiving. I'll never forget this. Uh, <laughs> someone told me like, "Did you have you heard? There's a show on Fox where like one of the lead characters is like a Jewish guy who's obsessed with Death Cab." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "Very." At first, I was mad about it. I was like, I can't believe this. Like that should be me. I'm very upset by this. This is copyright. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but then it, I may, I led to me watching the show. I was like, it was like, I think probably 10 episodes into season one, which was only 5% of the season as we've yeah. established. Um, I think it was the Thanksgiving <laughs> episode, the Thanksgiving episode. I watched it live because I had heard about death cab, like being a part of a show and like not, right. not even being not, not just having a they song were like on the associated show associated with it. Yeah, I mean, they were like a background character of the show because they were such a character trait of Seth Cohen. And I was like, I could not believe it. I just refused to believe it that anyone else even liked or knew Death Cab, much less they were on the biggest TV show. And I learned a lot from that thinking like, oh, I'm definitely not the only person who knows about these bands. Like, I'm just I'm a narcissist about it. <laughs> They're actually very popular bands. But, uh, yeah. And then Transatlanticism came out and Death Cab. Ooh, Death Cab to this day is one of my three favorite bands of oh, all yeah. time. And I can't wait to see them tomorrow. I, I know this is I know oh, this shit, is dated, tomorrow, right? I know no, this okay. is dated yeah. but I cannot wait to see them. Hey, tomorrow. They know they know the magic of yeah. podcasts. Yeah. Can we just talk, talk about the like in the last three days? The fucking concerts that we had in Oklahoma has just been like insane. Pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had the Hozier. Uh, what was yesterday? Bonnie, Bonnie Bear and then Jenny Lewis. And then, and then Death fucking Cab. Death Cab. Yeah. Like what the shit? Dude? Oklahoma City is uh, is back. We on the come up. I, I, I don't need to drive to Tulsa for shows anymore. Oklahoma City is back. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma City is back, dude. What? Wait, back to what? We out here. I mean, have you seen the Thunder play recently? We're back. They're bad. Yeah, I know. And now we're back because we have cool concerts. Oh, okay. Oh, I understand now. <laughs> Completely redeems the thunder. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Harold. <laughs> Harold gets it, all right? Yeah, he does. That's why he has hey, a podcast and you don't. You're putting, you're putting your hand out for reach. You need help. And I'll I don't mean you. that. <laughs> hey, listen, you said it, so it's true. But uh, seriously, though, Death Cab is one of my favorite bands in the world. They were the reason I started watching the OC. And I'm very excited to see them tomorrow. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Quick aside, I think it's very criminal that uh, Phantom Planet didn't get more popular yeah. with their second we record. We talked about this recently. Oh, Once man. a year, I revisit those three records. The Guest, Phantom Planet, and Raise the Dead. 
fucking Once raise it, the dead is such an underrated album yep, in my agree, opinion. Yep, completely agree. One hundred percent agree. Uh, yeah, we are. You were in good I, company. You know, I. I'll get to the ones that I think that stuck out to me yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But I think we'd be remiss to not mention. Shout out to Hop Fest. What? Shout out to Hop Fest. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Fucking or Hop, Hop Jam. Hop Jam. Hop or Jam. Hop Jam. Whatever. whatever it's called. Shout yeah. out to I it. can't wait. I'm very excited. Me but too. I, as soon as I saw that shit. Okay. First of I all, think, I fucking. I think I saw it from you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you blew told my me. mind. <laughs> Dude, I was texting everyone I've ever met in my life. I was like, fucking. <laughs> Phantom Planet is getting t- back together and immediately coming to Oklahoma. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Dude? Have you seen them live? I've never seen them. I've seen them, right? I've seen him like twice. Yeah, once I've seen with him Jason Schwartzman, once without Jason Schwartzman. Damn, yo, teach. <laughs> some ones at UCO. Damn, oh, UCO, yeah. UCO randomly gets some damn. I've like, seen Straylight Run at UCO. Dude, oh, me too. Wow. Phantom Planet was at UCO. I saw them, um, in, and then I saw them at the Conservatory. I didn't see them at the Conservatory. Like uh, the old shit. Conservatory, like Green Door. I didn't mean the Conservatory. I don't yeah. know if it was Green Door yet. I mean, I don't know if it was Conservatory yet. But then Phantom Planet also played. Uh, I think it was the last, maybe it's last or second to last D-Fest in Tulsa. Oh, shit. Yep. Okay, yeah. so maybe they have some ties Oh, wait, so I've something. seen them three times because I saw them at Diamond Ballroom once on Raise the Dead. Oh, and man. then I saw them at a D-Fest. And then I saw them, the first time I ever saw them was, I think in 06, 05 or 06, uh, at University of Tulsa. It was like right at the beginning of the fall semester at OSU. Damn. And my, uh, my friend, Emily Grober, now Emily Trotter, uh, texted me and was like, hey, Phantom Planet is about to play at University of Tulsa like in an hour for free. Do you want to go? And I was like, uh, fucking I'm on my yes. Way. Yeah. <laughs> and so she came and picked me up and we drove to Tulsa uh, to see them. And they just, they fucking killed it, Damn. dude. They were, they were so loud what and year was so that? good. Like 05, 06. So like Ooh, right when Phantom Planet came shit. out. Yeah. Some they were, they, primo set mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were especially that second record. They were like very ahead of their time. Yeah. A hundred percent. That record, uh, fucking, if they'd come what? around five years later, they would have been massive. Dude. I feel like so good. That record is going to be different like, shit. Dude. That record that I can pull out of my, uh, like my collection, uh, in like 10 or 15 years, if I ever have a kid and just be like, listen to this. And Which, that'll be like, they're like acing the whole record with their friends and be like, yeah, have you ever heard Phantom Planet's Phantom Planet? Oh shit. Like kind of the way that we talk <laughs> about like television records or something like that. Well, just like the, man, they were definitely, they had like this really diverse sound that they could incorporate different things. Yep. And it was just like insane to hear shit. Like you would hear like, Hey now girl. And then, uh, one ray of uh, sunlight. That's my. That's mm-hmm. probably my that favorite first song of all is, time. That first record's so good, and you're like, yeah. "What the fuck?" He's got it all so over good. the place. But the first record's very like upbeat, fun, like almost Bell and Sebastiany, like sunny, like indie pop. Yeah. Right. And then the second one just came out and just kicked just, like, you in the dick. Rock and roll. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was very, a total it was, like, dick kick. Super strokesy, like yep. yeah. Before the strokes were the strokes, and then that third record was just a little more like straight up like rock and roll. But oh yeah. It was Do three. The very, it was three different records, and well, all three strokes, of them were so good. Yeah, the stroke the first two strokes records had come out before Phantom Planet's Phantom Planet. I think. All right, Kellen. I'm just saying I like the strokes. It's a hard on for the strokes. Uh, yeah, oh, on, big bro. time. Big time. Big time. <laughs> but no, I just like that was like my intro to Phantom Planet was the intro to the OC. And I'm like, "Oh man, this song's pretty cool." Like, I feel who like are these guys? Everyone's was. So the other thing that like really drew me in, no, but the other thing that really drew me into the OC was that the movie, I think, I think it came out in 02, like a year and some change before the OC started. The movie Orange County, Jack Black and Colin Hanks. Yeah, oh, right, right. Still yeah. to this day, one of my favorite movies of all time. At that time <laughs> in my life was absolutely my number one film. 
And uh, California was also in that movie. Oh, shit. That's right, yeah. dude. I think I saw that movie like a few there. years after it had come out, but I liked it. A I fucking lot. all those MTV films from the early two thousands are incredible. That was your shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those, but Orange County was my shit. And so to see a show called The OC, you're like, oh, it's really similar. And they shared that Phantom Planet song. How interesting! And it was this Jewish kid who listened to Death Cab, and I was like, this is all my things wow. are coming together. <laughs> I was just yeah. checking all the boxes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Seriously, was. And like it was, it definitely it was before. De- I mean, obviously before streaming, but even. I, even before, like I got really into like torrenting TV uh, seasons in like the later two thousands, but like the first two seasons of the OC was before that. So you couldn't like go back and like watch old episodes. Like I got into it about 10 episodes into season one and I couldn't watch, I couldn't watch the first 10 episodes. Like, until, what's happened? You had to, like, until, <laughs> until the DVD set came out like that summer. Oh uh, shit. Yeah. And then that's the when kind of, later, dude. like yeah. binging started like, getting in vogue because I remember people talking about, Oh man, I'm going to watch the whole first season of the OC in one weekend. And you're just like, everybody's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, dang, that's, Dude, I, that's like pretty hardcore. You know what I bet <laughs> would cause a big resurgence uh. if, is if they put that shit on Netflix. I think it's Didn't, on Hulu. Yeah. Is it on Hulu? It I was on so. Hulu for a while. I Fit think so. to watch it. Uh, yeah. I think Julie and I tried to start it. We got like three or four episodes in like a couple of years ago, like right around when we were doing uh, the table read. And then I think we, I don't know what we started watching instead, but we didn't get through it. Some lesser very, bullshit. Very rewatchable though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. There was a, yeah. So that was one of the bands that stuck out to me. Definitely Phantom Planet. I made the intro there. Cause I was just like, that was the first thing that drew me in. Cause it was just like, I came in partway through like that, you know, that piano intro is like super iconic. And I'm like, Oh, like, what is this? Like, what is this show? And then like the, just like that whole intro sequence with like the beach and everything. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? And so it's just like, I just happened to tune in right on the first episode, like right at the right time. Wow. And you're like, oh. And I'm like, what is this? Like, and I just like love that song and it stuck out to me. And then a couple episodes in, they had like Rooney. Rooney was was big for me because of the OC. Same. Dude, I love Rooney. Rooney just played a show in Norman like two years ago. Yeah. And they still still got it. make it. They were touring. Was that packed? No. No? (sighs) It was the same night as some big show at Chesapeake. Some big concert. I think you're right. My friend sent me a... 40, 50 people at the Opolis Rooney show. My friend sent me a Snapchat or something at it. And I was just like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even know about it, dude. I was like, dude, I would totally came to this. They still got it though. They're still good. Again, like ultimate timing. I went to see Rooney in November of 2003 when, uh, it was Rooney was the headliner and the opener was the sounds. God damn. Yeah. It is at diamond ballroom. You don't get fucking bills like that anymore. Oh my God, dude. It was incredible. I remember the Coca-Cola event center, probably around the same time. Like I knew who Rooney was. It was before their second record. I went to a show that was headlined by all American rejects. Rooney was the middle and the Academy is, was the opener. Damn. Yeah. Those shit's all slap too. Oh yeah. And that checks your, uh, emo. Kind yeah, like when, I, when they played like Swing Swing is in, I think the first or second episode of the OC, and I was like, "Fuck, this show is made for people like Byron me. on all cylinders, baby." Yeah, yeah. lubing um, the deals. And I want to say I don't want to misquote here, but I want to say something corporate was in Sounds one of the right. episodes. Uh, it was um, space. Oh, space. So they yeah. would what they would do. I remember. Um, what they would do, these little bumpers, Fox would make them, I guess. Yeah. And they'd be like, music featured at tonight's OC. Oh, I remember those. Definitely. And one of them was, they had the album cover and I went out and bought something corporate North. Nice. And to Shout this day is like one of my favorite albums of all time. I love something corporate. 
I love Jack's mannequin. Anything that Andrew McMahon. I was gonna say shout out to Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. Yeah, still still going, still got oh, yeah. it. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. dude. Black Rebel's third record, Howl, was featured uh, on some of the later. I think one of the later seasons of the OC, or maybe it was season two. I think it might have been season two. I think you're right. I think I saw them on one of the playlists. But uh, yeah, I think it was uh, shuffle, shuffle Your Feet or Ain't No Easy Way which are two of my favorite Black Rebel songs. And that's where I heard them for the first time. And it was just like, oh, shit. This was, of <laughs> course, like after I had watched uh, that documentary, Dig, and started getting Holy into the shit. first couple I, of Black wow. Rebel. What? You're talking about Dig? Yeah. The Danny Warhol stuff? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I love that. I was going to maybe bring that up, but I was like, that's too obscure. No, no, no. Holy Danny Warhol. Holy fuck. Okay. Yeah. You're learning stuff about so your I guy missed, even I today. The tra- I know. I thought, I thought I knew everything about Kellen. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the train on the, I missed the Veronica Mars train. So my first exposure to the Danny Warhols was literally the OC. I'd never heard of them. Yeah. But that song, We Used to Be Friends, is like, it was right in my lane. So I got into it and I got into the rest of their music. And I, I went, there was, I went into like a Danny Warhol's like K hole for like three months <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> and I was really into them. And then I, and then, I mean, that documentary got no media, no press at all. At like all. it just came and went, but that's still, I think it's one of the best, definitely one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. One of my favorite films of all time. I haven't speak to him. Man. I haven't, I'm not sure what you guys incredible. are talking about. It's, it's this documentary called dig D I G. And it's this woman and it's very low fi. Like it looks it's, there's no production value to it at all, but it looks, uh, it looks like just like home video recordings. This woman followed or just kind of documented the Danny Warhols and the Brian Jonestown massacre. Yep. Two bands that were friends. They were friends. They were like pretty good friends. They did a lot of shows together, but the guy from Brian Jonestown, I can't remember Anton. Yeah. Anton. Yep. He's like kind of crazy. Like he's got some demons, I think. And th- so they, they all existed together and then Danny Warhol started to get like very popular and their popularity kept increasing. And the Brian Jonestown guys were just like getting very jealous. And she documented this like in real time, like as it was happening. Oh, it man, was crazy. And then insane. so it's like the, like guys started leaving the Brian Jonestown masker band and Anton just like went off the deep end. Like the guys who started black rebel motorcycle club, like a couple of them were in Brian Jonestown masker and in that documentary as well. Holy shit. Yeah. I just remember at one point, like the Brian Jonestown guys, we're way off topic. I'm sorry. That's I okay. remember at one point the Brian Jonestown guys were still like pretending or at least trying to be friends with the Danny Warhols, but even though they were super jealous of them. Yeah. And at one point they sent them bullets. Do you remember that? Oh, oh yeah. They God. sent them bullets and like one for each member of the band. And they wrote their names on them. Or yeah. Something. Jesus. And it was just like, oh, it's just a funny prank. But then the Danny Warhol guys are like, this is fucked up. Yeah, dude. Like what? Yeah. But that's crazy. I didn't know you've seen that documentary. Yeah. I love that. Documentary. It's so good. I need to check that shit that out. That was right around but prime yeah, OC so time th- for me. That's why I brought it up. Danny Warhols was another band I figured from the OC. Modest Mouse was not a band that I discovered from the OC, Same. but really, but like really enhanced my appreciation of them, I guess. Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. It was, what song was that? That was on there. Take me out. Was it? Was I it was, do you, I thought it was, or was it? Do you want to, do you want to? Yeah. That's what, that's, that's sure probably, that's what it was. I think do you want is probably Franz Ferdinand's best song. Hot take. I agree with that. <laughs> Hot take. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were so many bands that went through there that went on to be huge, but the killers for me were like the biggest one, but also, but obviously Rooney and yeah. Modest Mouse and the soundtracks themselves. I've, I know definitely volume one front to back every word to every song. And it was a ton <laughs> of bands I never even heard of, but I would just go on road trips or something and just listen to it. My Walkman, um, but they did, I think they had five. They yeah. Five. five. Yep. Yeah. Every, everyone I just bought on release day, loved it. 
One was a covers album. Yeah. It was, it like was a literally Christmas. called Covering Our Tracks. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, oh my. yeah. Wow. Okay, do you hear the Dang. meme that's going around right now? That's like the from that Billie Eilish song that it's like uh, she believed in the parentheses. Oh, it's yeah. like he lied. <laughs> when I, and it's like it's like a fourth grader is like, holy shit, that's insane. Yeah. It's so deep. That's how I felt when I saw Covering Our Tracks. I was like, <laughs> damn, this is brilliant. What a genius. brilliant mixtape title. On genius words. of our time. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Um, genius. <laughs> <laughs> she shit herself. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. the ones that I are just completely shitting on the meme, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I love it. I saw that one today, and I was like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, those mixes were iconic, and they really, at the time, from 03 to like 07, that was still a time when you'd like, you'd see a band or a song, and you'd like them, and you'd like go seek out more. That's how I was with the thrills. Oh. That's why I fell in love with the thrills. I heard them on the OC, and I went and sought them out, and I was like, oh, this yeah. band's great, and I listened to a lot of their music. But I felt like those... But I feel like now people would just listen to the mix and that's it. Yeah. Like they would be like, oh, this is on my playlist now. Because no one really listens to albums that much anymore, I think. Right. <laughs> um, but for that time, it was just absolutely, it was a perfect combination of everything coming together. No, I think you're right. And that was like the mixes. I mean, I know there's there's five of them or six and then there's like a Christmas one. But All good. Um, <clears throat> for the for like the sake of this, I, I figured if we could talk about the first two, mm-hmm. um, that would be like a cool jumping off point. Yeah. So I think I've sent them to you. I will yeah, say yeah, we've gone right I here. think it was, I think it was mix four or five had your ex lover is dead by the band stars. And that is Ooh, my number one favorite song of all time. It's still Damn. to this day, my number one favorite song of all time. And I discovered from the OC, obviously if there was more to it after that. Like I, when I really liked the song, that was such a cool thing. But like real quick on that, like, I kind of like really miss like the work that went into finding shit and like really like digging. making your taste. You're like, digging. You're digging. You find something. You're like, damn, this shit is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, what else can I find that's like that? And then when you would find other bands and like basically make your taste, you're like, it's like a labor of love. And man. now like, Spotify makes it really easy. Well, because, thing, like, which is dope. We don't want. I mean, again, we don't want to. I don't want to go too far off track, but like we didn't have the means to exactly to have everything at once. Like if, yeah. we, if we saw one thing we're like, well, what's the next thing? And we would almost, I feel like we would almost force ourselves to like things that we, maybe we didn't Absolutely. like as much just yeah. to be like, cause it was, there. I went through the work to Absolutely. get this. Now I'm just going to enjoy this. <laughs> and now we don't have to, now it's just like, I listened to five seconds of the song and it's not interesting next. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, definitely. there's, there's great, there's definitely pros and me. cons. Yep. I <laughs> also agree with Ryan. Yeah. There's definitely pros and cons of like, you know, how making things instantly accessible is like for better or worse, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just like the whole generation of like SoundCloud and all that. Like I mean, there's like two or three albums a intense. year that I get into for like the full album. Now it used to be tons, but now two or three a year I'm like, yeah, I'm going to listen to this whole album. Yeah. I'm pretty much right the on. same. I'm pretty much the same way. Yeah. Uh, it, it has to be either something that is, absolutely like incredible that I've never heard of before that, you know, someone like Bo will send me and I'll just be like, holy shit, this is like right up our alley. This is perfect. Or it'll be something from a band that I've loved for a really long time. Like Like when Arctic Monkeys put out Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, I was like, cool, this is one of my favorite records of the year. Done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It's not very good. Oh, Uh, spoiler alert. It is extremely underrated. (laughs) And one of their best records. Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler Spoiler alert. Dumb. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, no, but Jenny, that new Jenny Lewis record, I just like we just saw her. She was here last night. Yeah. But that record is I can already know that like that's one of my records for 2019 for sure. It's so good. 
dude. Oh my god. All okay, right. Yeah. Let's... So the first, the first, yeah, the first one that I sent. That's like two. It's like two. It's confusing because it's two pages or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. the the the. Those are all from one. the same. Dude, from there's the so first much. One. There's just so much iconic shit on here. So like, what's the shit that sticks out? Like uh, just going just off. Of paint this? the first song. Paint the silence. South. Great song. Don't know any other song by that band. <laughs> Fucking love. Paint the silence. I listened to it so much. It's forever tied to the moment where Ryan and Marissa kiss on the Ferris wheel. Right. That's what it is. And I love that song. I mean, the, the one that immediately jumped out to me first is, um, spoon, you know, the way we get by. Oh, that was right. my first exposure to spoon too. Yeah. Right? That was a lot I of people's so. first exposure yeah. to spoon. It's like whenever you hear someone be like, Oh yeah, man, I've been listening to spoon since, uh, fucking kill the moonlight. Like shut the fuck up. No, you haven't. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. You heard them on the OC. idiot. Jeez. Just admit it. It's like Helen telling them when they heard of the band. Right. No, like, you didn't. No, you didn't. Like shut the fuck up. Helen. Like Jesus. I, but that's how it was. It's like, that's how you medication. got clout back in the day. <laughs> Like, I've listened to them since this. It's like, no, you haven't. Shut up. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, like, okay. So the way we get by was great. And then they put out. Um, Kellen's real fun to hang out with. So, most of the times. And then, like. He's good at parties. And then Gimme Fiction. And then Ga 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 Ga. Which was a great record. But, yeah. The Spoon <laughs> one sticks out. <laughs> and. Uh, but, that no, that was the name of the record. Ga 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 Ga. That was a great record. And then the other big one that sticks out to me is Doves, Caught I by the River. I was just about Fucking to say, I'd never heard of Doves yeah. before the OC. I, I only know like two other songs after that. I remember Black and White Town was a Dove song. Yes. Great song. Yes. And they're, aren't they, they're getting ready to go back on tour. They are. Yeah, they're back. Because I sent it to... Um, just like OKC is back, baby. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Baby. Back, back to our winning ways. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the thunder, right? Yeah. Dude, I forgot Jet. <laughs> I forgot Jet was even on the soundtrack. I mean, Jet was, I think, already a band. I think that first song had already come out, that first yeah. big song. Yeah. Like, Move On was such a different Move. song from what, what was yeah. the name of that first song? Uh, Are You Gonna Be My Girl? Are You Gonna Be My Girl, yeah. What's that first song? One, two, three? Yeah. Move On is such a different song from that. Um, some great Warhol's internet comedy too. is Pitchfork reviews of both Jet records. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> the second review, the, the review of their second record is just a gif of the monkey peeing into its own mouth. Jesus <laughs> fucking A. <laughs> like, that's the whole review. I was like, man, this is great. <laughs> Dude, that, uh, again, another artist I never explored outside of the OC, just like, like, the two songs for me that really stand out from this collection were that South song, because I fucking love it, and then that William Orbit, Finley Quay song, Dice. That song, classic, still got it, will make you feel things. Forever <laughs> makes me think of the best, in my opinion, the best scene ever in the OC, which is when Ryan was like racing against the clock to get to Marissa before the midnight countdown on New Year's Eve. And that was a song that was playing and it was such a fucking great moment. <laughs> That's and music, I love that. man. And I love that song yep. because that, of, I mean, I love I that song like that. for its own reasons now because I've listened to it so much. But I started listening to it because of that moment. I mean, that's just like the thing about music is it cuts through and like it hits you right there, man. Like, and you can remember when you hear something, you're like, I remember when I heard this the first time. Oh, for or sure. Or this makes me think of this moment. Like, mm -hmm. it's just such an interesting thing about music is that it's just like just time things through. to memories and it's yeah. just yeah. I and there were really there were unique. definitely times because I mean a lot of these songs. I mean I know every word to every one of these songs I think because it was on this mix and I've heard yep. it so many times. But there were a lot of times when I would think that like, oh, this band was on this mix or like this song was on this mix. So it's cool and I should like it. 
but then it like quickly, the, the, the but then that, thing yeah, like you feel obligated. Yeah, well, it quickly, but then with the OC, especially, it quickly turned into like, oh no, this is just really good. Like I, it's outside of the context of the OC, this is just really good music. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think you know, it's it's sort of a nod to, I mean, to you know, the taste of the music supervisors on the show, and it really did propel. It propelled a lot of like careers because that was seen as like the quintessential, like, this is what you should listen to. It was, like, the first, like, kind of digital compilation version of, like, you know, like the Rolling Stone or Spin magazine. Like, when Spin was in its prime and just giving us a bunch of really fucking cool interviews with a bunch of really fucking cool bands and a bunch of really fucking cool records, then you had something like, you know, the OC uh, soundtrack where it was just basically, like, a mixtape that your friend would make you of just, like, hey, listen to all this really cool-ass music. Like, that's the approach they took to it, and it paid off kind of in spades because... Uh, you know, all the songs weren't necessarily like the really big songs. Like, for instance, like one of the killers ones they put on there, Smile Like You Mean It, was not like their big, the gigantic, yeah. you know, killers hit. But they're like, man, this cut on this I record love is great. Song. Dude, it's like, I just saw the like, killers, first of all, are coming to Oklahoma City, which is crazy. Because we talked about how they're still like the biggest band in the world. But I also saw them last summer. And whenever he said, I mean, he, he telegraphed it by Brandon Flowers. Who fucking? I had no idea he was the best live performer. I had no idea. Yeah, he's like an oh, incredible really? frontman. I did not huh. know until I saw them last summer that he's amazing. Um, but he's like, hey, we're about to play Smile Like You Mean It, and like everyone goes crazy, and they hit those first, like those first, like that piano synth, chords, man. and it just immediately just kicked me in the head, took me back to like the OC. Dude, yes, yeah. this it was does, like this man. was last year, and I was just like, fuck, I remember hearing the song. 15 years ago and on that a television shit cuts show. like to your yeah. core, man. Yep. Yeah, that shit definitely. is, I mean, it's totally electric and it just, it, it speaks to, you know, the, the volume of what they were doing at the time. And it speaks to, um, like how that, that sort of, that brand of taste was just so influential and it was okay to pick the songs that maybe weren't the most popular to put on a mixtape for a friend. It's like, put those songs that really resonate with you and show them to other people to get them to like it. And I think that's kind yeah. of the approach they I took. Think and it was so cool and unique. That curated content. Right. Whereas like, you've got other shit where it's like, now that's what I call music. And it's just like, all like top 40 hits. <laughs> Volume 69, out now. Yeah. Nice. Not a lie. What if I'm a shill nice. for, uh, what if I just shill <laughs> now? That's what I call music everywhere I go. Uh, I completely forgot probably the biggest life takeaway musically from the OC for me. And I can't believe we didn't bring this. I can't believe it took us this long oh, to bring shit. this band up. Uh oh. Get, get guess. What band do you think I'm going to say? It played it. Well, I don't think it was on any of the soundtracks, but it definitely played, I think, during Haley's big New Year's Eve house party. Dude, I don't know. Uh, Fucking Interpol? Da- uh, Dad is playing in my house by LCD Sound System. Oh, oh yeah. I think that, that might be fuck. on one of the playlists. I don't, I don't know if it made it on the mixes. Maybe it did. But that was my first exposure to LCD Sound System, which right. is now probably my favorite band ever. Like, Death Cab and LCD are just right I feel there. like I also remember going to, like, um, like hearing that song and going and getting the fucking CD at Best Buy. Uh, here in Oklahoma City, and then a couple of weeks later, going to my first Robotic Wednesday at Electro Lab. Oh shit! And hearing based like, off of that, yeah, like hearing that, and then like all of a sudden that started that like getting LCD sound system snowballed into DFA records, which snowballed into like me listening to like a lot of Ed Banger records, uh, which snowballed into me getting heavy into Daft Punk and like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like sets off this chain of events. So you didn't even know until you trace yeah. it back. You're like, fuck. Very much I was thinking about that earlier. Completely different thing from what he's saying was that when I would watch the OC, it was on, I think I had a VCR, but I didn't really know how to use it. And I so I made sure like be home on Wednesday nights at seven o'clock or eight o'clock. 
nine o'clock, whenever it was on. <laughs> I was like, I gotta be home. I watched it live. And because I would watch it live, I would, uh, I would always put it on. So I know it was when it was coming on, it would be like five or 10 minutes before though. And I would always see the end of American Idol. I, st- I got to see the end of every episode of American Idol because oh, that right. one came on before the OC. <laughs> and that just led to me getting really into American Idol. That's and that so led funny. to me getting really just into reality television in general. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. That's like, crazy. And, which is a thing we were just talking before we recorded. Like, that's my bread and butter now. Well, when you like, I watch yeah. every reality show now. When you break the shit apart, you're like, oh, that's why I'm like this. Yeah. <laughs> that, it, that was like, just because it's like, I don't, I, I wouldn't say the OC started like me getting like heavily into music, but it was there at the time when I was really starting to discover my point. taste. Yeah. And then, you know, like TV show wise, like not only was I watching the OC, I was like, oh shit, like Black Rebels, um, you know, ain't no easy way was played on this episode. I bet if they played it, that means the video is coming out and I bet the video is going to play fucking Saturday night at like 2 a.m. on uh, MTV Subterranean. Dude, Subterranean. Wow. MTV Subterranean was the quintessential music video. Arctic Monkeys was the first time I heard Arctic Monkeys First time I heard Phoenix was on MTV Subterranean. Run, run, run. Good shit. Yep. Shout out to Subterranean. Dude, what a fucking show. Like that show was incredible first time i heard block party yeah like I think first time i heard block party was yeah. on the oc first time uh, i heard banquet, uh, uh, libertines yeah it was banquet Banque- it was okay 100 banquet helicopter yeah 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 banquet helicopter is the name of the song there was another song there was one called banquet i think there's one called helicopter there's yeah it was uh helicopter was track two and then banquet was four i remember not the south I remember it was a big deal because I know I, mean, I still don't really give a fuck about you two. They're not a band that I listen to, but I remember right. it was a big deal. I remember realizing it was a big deal because I knew that they were a huge band that the OC got to like exclusively premiere one of their songs from how to dismantle an atomic bomb. Oh shit. Like it played in one of the episodes and it was just like, this is the first time any, anyone's going to hear this song. And it's going to be on the OC. I was That's like, you two is a huge band. Like, yeah. Yeah. Had, that was, that but was that's just straight on my phone now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just gave it to me, even though yeah, I didn't they learned a lesson from yeah. that. No, but you're a lot of what you're saying was so true about like the how that ended up becoming like one of the pivotal things that was creating like this this movement of like that curated content type of thing. Because like I remember that those little bumper things that we were just talking about, like how on this episode we played this song, and it's like I remember going from from watching that episode to going to my MySpace and making a, a. space by something corporate my profile song like mm-hmm. like that night i was like i've got to get this on there it's a great song i feel like i did that with um i can't remember if it was ever on the soundtrack or on any of the episodes but it was around that time too that i was also getting into tv on the radio which is oh, like one yeah. of my favorite bands and i feel like i did that with staring at the sun and then i went and watched uh subterranean and the video for staring at the sun was on and i remember watching that video and just being like Oh my God, is this what weed is like? Just because it was, <laughs> dude, I, I mean, the video was like uh, crazy to me. I just like visually, it, was, it wasn't like anything super special, but like visually it was just like kind of wild. Huh. It was just like super of the time. I, again, I don't know if any of these bands were on the OC, but because of the OC and because I got into this music. And again, I think, it, I think what you said about it, knowing or figuring out your tastes is like, I think people who gravitate towards it like like internally, they like that music. They just don't know they like that music, right. I guess. Like no one's, like a huge metalhead watching the OC is like, Oh, I fucking love this music now. Like it was just, we needed someone to show it Something to us. Innate. And then from there we were kind of left on our own to figure it out. And I remember getting very into 
TV on the radio, Wolf Parade, and Clap Your Hands Say Yeah. yeah. Uh, all at the same time. Wolf Parade. To, man. Yeah, all because I followed this thread of like OC music and it led me out to this pasture that I found all these bands. No, I do, I do, I do like that. That's like something that I didn't think about talking about. But I mean, is there something like that similar to like because you watch the OC, maybe you can attribute liking certain bands to that, um, to, to having gosh. that influence? Like kind of like six degrees of that. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm I mean, saying. honestly, that's a good point, right? Thank you. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, I can break stuff up, and then Kellen has to follow it up, and he can't. That's my favorite. Well, it's I, like I really can't because I'm like, I'm, now that you've mentioned it, I'm like, I mean, oh, well, shit. yeah. My whole, life, I mean, my whole life purpose from this from this point on is to make Helen look as dumb as possible. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. job. Mission accomplished. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the thing that I can think probably that I could egg in it most to is British rock. So starting Kellen's with block fucking, party. Kellen loves Brit, Brit he rock. He does. I, like I know. Keen and Brit all rock like is I, my, yeah. like mid aughts. Brit rock is my fucking shit. And so True. what do I mean by that? Like we're talking, <laughs> uh, block Fast party. Nobody. We're talking, <laughs> uh, like block party, which led to, um, the future heads, which led to, um, Kaiser chiefs. The sub, are the subways Brit, Brit rock or no? Yeah. Uh, Technically, yes, but okay. not really. But I just remember the OC yes, had a really. run of like future rock heads. Rock and roll queen. I mean, yeah, they, they had the future heads, subways, and like vines yeah. all back to back to back. Yeah. And that was my first exposure to all and those Keen, bands. too. They had Keen. Yeah. Keen. yeah, but okay, Keen, I don't know, it was Keen British? I guess yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Keen was like more Mylan, like Keen and like Paint the oh, Silence. It was more of that piano driven. Yeah, it's a little more like low key. And Kellen was like, I Kellen loves Brit rock, though. Yeah, he liked that, that trebly, the jungle guitars. Yeah, I just, I love my guitars. <laughs> because yeah, people ask me about Kellen. They're like, "What's he like?" I'm like, "He just loves guitars." Yeah, <laughs> I just I fucking love them. I don't yeah. even own one anymore because uh, I sold it uh, <laughs> for drug money. Guitars but, and Brit rock. Yeah, of course. But like, Block Party, Future Heads, Kaiser Chiefs, Kasabian, uh, the Kooks oh, man. was a huge one. Kasabian. Uh, yeah, Feels Kasabian. Like saw them. Kasabian <laughs> saw Kasabian at Kane's. Five hundred people. That it was amazing. Dude, they fucking blew the roof Who did that na 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 song? Na 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 na. Who did that? Kaiser Chiefs. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's see who else. Oh, man, Libertines, Dirty Pretty Things. Dirty Pretty Things was a really big one for me. Um, that was Carl Barrett, who was half of the Libertines. When they split off, uh, Pete Doherty did Baby Shambles, who was great. And then he did uh, Dirty Pretty Things, which I loved a lot. Man. I definitely see like that influence, just like knowing you and like knowing your mm -hmm. taste. I'm like, okay, that should make sense. Yeah, you heard his band. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that our, if our you first take record, pretty take tight every jeans. mediocre Brit rock band and put it in a blender, and you get the pretty black chains. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, honestly, uh, and then one of my favorite local bands. But, but when <laughs> it eventually uh, got to me discovering my favorite band, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, the Spice Girls, uh, Brit rock, Mondo, Spice World, Mondo oh, Iconic. Mondo Diao. So they're a Swedish band uh, that came out. I think their first record, Bring Him In, came out in like 2001. And then Hurricane Bar, which is their second record, came out in like 03 or 04. But that, you know, that path led me to Mondo Diao. And Mondo Diao, still to this day, it's like they're, I think they put out like five or six records total, but each huh. one of them to me is like a classic. I've but never been it. a person that was like, Oh, they're this. I like this band. They're like a British band. Or they're like an Icelandic band. Or they're like a whatever you said band. <laughs> so I've never had that. I've never. I've just like. Oh, I like this band. I don't know where the fuck they're from. I did. This <laughs> yeah. is crazy that like that you know all that. You get into yeah. the minutia of it. Well, yeah, because it was or that it somehow. I guess and again that it somehow, not to like not to like shit on what you're saying, 
but like somehow it makes the makes them more appealing or makes them better. I think people. it. I it's think just it made them appealing. Right? I think it made them appealing to me because oh, so that's the at, thing that needed you needed to unlock. Then. Yeah, and okay. like at that time too, <laughs> no, I was also real. going through like this this like fashion divorce. change, like where to where I it was it was I was wearing like baggy cargo shorts and like a hideaway t-shirt to you know like growing my hair out into this big afro and wearing like skinny jeans with like you know like a seven like a six inch fucking like heeled like chelsea boot <laughs> with like a leather jacket you know it's like that it was like yeah it was like my transformation into like the douchebag that i was for like a certain amount of years <laughs> well, as long as you know yeah oh yeah uh very still very self-aware a, still a in the later years don't let him fool you well, he said at that time. Yeah. yeah. He's just like a different iteration now. Yeah. That's no, I think that's really <laughs> interesting that like you were like, oh, this band's from Britain. I want to listen to them more now because that, I, that's interesting. I think, yeah. I think if yeah. you have like a series of bands that are from like, you find like a couple bands that are from Britain, you're like, well, shit, like, let me just go down keep that going, and see what else I can that well. Yeah. Well, and the big thing too was the NME. Oh, yeah. Reading yeah. that magazine. And Shout that, out to that covered they don't, almost. Are they out it, now? Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. It's only like a website Rip. now. Yeah. But like I remember going to like Borders and Barnes and Noble and getting like that week's copy of the NME and like all the bands in it were like British, you know, like the the Cribs and shit like that, like uh, the Horrors, uh, Claxons, things like that. I remember them. Yeah, Yeah. Zootons. Yeah, dude, the (laughs) Zootons. F's in the chat for (laughs) NME. Respect. I went to uh, sidebar. I went to Barnes and Noble yesterday, two days ago. Yeah. Because Casey Musgraves is on the cover of two magazines right now, okay. Variety and Glamour. And I was like, <laughs> I want to get these magazines. She bad. Love Casey. She want to get these sure. magazines. They don't have either of them. What? They because she's that, of them. she's that popular. No, Why they just don't noble? carry them. I asked them, do you have this magazine? They're like, no, we don't carry it. Never really? heard of it. So did you have to go like Walmart what? or something? No, or I like Target? get them. Oh, shit. shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that sucks. Thank you. Thank I you am so sorry to hear that. Kellen just gets it, you know. There's a... Only sometimes. So like... I totally get that because like I feel like the bands that impacted me from the show really set me on this path to like certain bands I found later after the show. For sure. Like I don't think I would have I mean there's no way to know but like it I feel like it put me on the path to like you know really gravitate towards stuff like Kings of Leon, the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Um I was really into man stuff like Stray Light Run that we were talking about the yeah. format. I love the format. Do you? Oh, yeah. Speaking of, just like Heaven Fest here mm-hmm. uh, coming up in a month, Ryan and I are going That's Long right. Beach, California. California, oh, here we come. Yeah. Oh and, shit. I mean, the lineup is quintessential. Like we're gonna go fight each other playlist. on the beach. We're gonna fist fight on the beach. <laughs> yep. Live Luke, on YouTube. I'm gonna Luke Carmack his ass, <laughs> and I'm gonna Johnny Cage his nuts. <laughs> Jesus. What? <laughs> Those are eight hundred dollar sunglasses, <laughs> asshole. Never, yeah. <laughs> You remember Mortal Kombat? Oh, Johnny Goro. Cage's nuts. That's great. No, yes, I remember Mortal Kombat. Okay, I'm just making sure you got the reference. God. <laughs> Do you Jesus. remember Mortal Kombat? I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely aware. Okay. Well, <laughs> What's the lineup for that? Some uh, so it's uh, Phoenix. headliner. Yeah, Phoenix. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yes. MGMT. MGMT. That'll work. Interpol. No. No. Oh, no. Oh. Interpol is playing another festival in uh, Georgia. That Phoenix, region. MGMT. Uh, Grizzly Bear, Animal Collective. Oh, fuck. Did you see... No, I, no Animal Collective. Nope, never Did you mind. see I posted about Grizzly Bear? No. Uh, uh, I've, never, I've never been a big Grizzly Bear fan. Oh, uh, okay. But uh, the, oh, the Passion... Was that Vecatomist? I can never the, say that. Vecatomist? I love that album. And it's like the 10-year anniversary. Phoenix, yeah, Shout yeah. Shout yeah, the Passion Pit, though. Yeah, the Passion Pit 10-year anniversary of Manners is happening. What? Uh, it's happening at the festival we're going I saw to. them when they toured that album with Muse. Ooh. And they are so good live. It was MGMT, insane. MGMT, Beach House. 
Passion Pit, Grizzly Bear, The Rapture. That's right, Rapture. That's, that's going to be that's going to be the show. That, I think that's yeah. the main reason we're going. Yeah, Damn. is the Rapture. Yeah, uh, Mike Snow, whatever, Starfucker, whatever. I like Mike. The Snow. Faint will be awesome. Ooh. Don't like. She wants revenge. Ha ha ha, dude. No. Peter Bjorn and John. I'm going to go see that. I've seen you Wait, Peter Bjorn and John are there. Yeah, I didn't know that. Fuck uh, yeah. Tokyo Police Club, who's oh, also man. on the OC. I'm Shout out pretty to Centennial. Sure. Yeah. Wait, say the one that, that's relevant to this. I mean, I just I just did. No, the the one the band that's from here. Shiny oh, Toy, Shiny Toy, Toy Guns. Guns. Yeah, Shiny Toy Guns is playing. They're Dang. playing the first show in like a hundred years at this that's festival. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and one of my personal favorites that just got added to day one only, fucking Louis the Fourteenth. Cannot Whoa. wait for that huh. one. That's Are you gonna be there for that one? Hell yeah! Yeah, because nice. it's going day one. Yeah, it's yeah we're going day one. So it was originally a one day festival that started on oh, Saturday. Oh, day one. Okay, but it sold out so fast that they added that they added uh, instead cool. of a Sunday date, they added a Friday date. Yeah. So now Friday is the first day. That is lit. It's yeah. a one day festival that happens two days in a row, basically. Yep. But it was just fine. I'm fine with that. That's funny. I was gonna say um, there were so many things I was gonna say about the OC stuff. Um, one. There were two songs in particular because I would always try and download every song I could whenever the right. episode aired. Two songs in particular were impossible to get for a while and it drove me crazy because I fucking wanted those songs. One was the California Phantom Planet remake that they did, like the acoustic version. The 2005, California 2005 or whatever. No, I think it's that's called. the original. Is that the original? Yeah. Okay. Damn. I think. Oh, no, like no, 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 it's not. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. It's like a title and then a year. And yeah, I was no, like, you're right. What? It's like a more low key, like acoustic version, right. but it's still Phantom Planet. And it played at the end of like a season, random season three episode of the OC. And I was like, fuck, I need this version. <laughs> and it didn't come out until like, like three or four months later until the actual album came out. You're like ruining your computer. Download. I was trying to download <laughs> pretty much every plot. <laughs> every. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the other one was they were the first show or first anything that played uh, Coconut Records. Oh, yeah. Schwarzman. Schwarzman. And that album didn't come out for like another two months. And so the only thing you could find was like the audio of the scene that it played in on LimeWire. And so it had like Marissa talking over the song. Yeah. I listened to that shit a million times. Yeah. With Marissa talking over yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, that, we talked about that a little bit too when I was talking to a friend recently about how great the music is, how great the show was. And just like the connections that were cool with that. Like how it's like randomly Jason Schwartzman's brother is the lead singer Rooney. Yeah. Right. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, Dude, that's awesome. It's more nepotism than anything, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then they're all like related to Nicholas Cage and Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit. And then, uh, the other thing I was going to say was that I, there was this band, I, Aqu Aqueduct was yeah. on one of the mixes. Was it Aqueduct or Aqualung? Aqueduct, both. You, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Though? No, I think it's both. Strange and Beautiful. What was is, it? Is the, is the fucking track Strange and Beautiful. I don't remember that track. Or it, not, not the track. <laughs> I think that was the name of the record. Okay. Aqueduct was also on a mix of the OC. Do you not believe me? <sighs> I don't know that I do. Well, at the fact check. Well, yeah. Snopes it. No, no he, I he's to, right. No, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm taking the piss I, out of him. I have to know this now. As they say. So yeah. Aqueduct was uh, a band that was featured on one of the soundtracks. And the guy's from Oklahoma. And I think he's from Tulsa. His name's David Terry. I'll never forget this. And they played... The first festival after D-Fest folded, some people got together and threw a very local thrown together music festival in Tulsa that summer of 08 or 09, I think. And Aqueduct was one of the headliners because he's like from Tulsa. It was Aqueduct and Johnny Polygon, I think, were the two headliners. Um, Dang. 
Oh my and god! And we went up. My friends and I that had a podcast, Alan. We went up. We got like press passes because no one wanted to cover that. <laughs> Shout out! And I got to uh, one. I'll never forget. That was the first time I think we'd ever had press passes for anything, and I'll never forget going to pick them up. I was like, "Yeah, we're here to pick up like press credentials." And they were like, "Oh, are you from the Daily Oklahoman?" And we're like, "No." And they're like, oh, "Are you from that podcast?" And we're like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, um, bitch, don't shame me. Right. And we were the only two people covering like that. There was the two choices were the daily Oklahoma <laughs> or our dumb podcast. We're the only people covering that festival. And that's what it was called. Our dumb podcast. Yeah. There on. <laughs> I think it was called curb checked enthusiasm back then. Um, nice. But like we got David Terry and that's when we were just drunk all the time. And like we were just drinking and having a good time at this festival. And we got David Terry from Aqueduct to like come hang out with us. And I was interviewing him. And like all I did for like 20 minutes was ask him about the OC. <laughs> I was like, was he cool about it though? Uh, about 15 minutes in, he's like, you know, I did other stuff, right? <laughs> oh God. But, like, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. Remember, but what about the OC? No, yeah. I just remember asking every question, <laughs> like who called you? How did this happen? Was it a label thing? Did they reach out to you? What specifically did the person say? How did they bring it to you? <laughs> but was what there did money? they say? Yeah. Like, was there money involved? How many conversations <laughs> were had? What kind of papers Jeez. did you sign? I was so intrigued just by the entire concept of it all. That was like, like that person had touched the OC. The OC. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you were, you vaguely were adjacent to the OC and like you're a part of this thing that I love. So I asked him like a million questions about it. He just, Alan like, just yeah, sitting there like, dude, what the fuck? Alan had no doing? clue what any of it was. Alan didn't know who the band was. Alan didn't know what the OC were was. Were you drunk? Oh yeah. Okay. He oh said yeah. Most that, that's what you're supposed to do in like your early to mid twenties is like, you're supposed to get drunk and you're supposed to get giddy and excited about stuff that you really like, that's especially, especially music. First time I ever met Kellen, I was drunk that's interviewing him for a podcast. That's true. That's true. Damn. Yeah. A hundred percent true. That's where the origin starts. It was at, Conservatory. Uh, a show that it wasn't I don't think it was our show it was a you're show that playing, we were a part of yeah you're playing with some other bands that invited us out to come record and I was drunk and like your band had played and I really liked I mean I really did like Pretty Black Chains they're a very good band and I saw you I think you were just by yourself at the bar yeah and I was like Alan let's get him to like come talk to us about music stuff and I was drunk and I was like, we met each other for like the first time, I think yep. in that moment. That was it. And then Kellen immediately just started talking about Harry Potter for like 30 minutes. <laughs> Very on brand. Huh? Couldn't, couldn't yeah. help it. Somehow, uh, somehow gave him a second chance. Yeah. <laughs> we, we went on our, we went on our second one on one. I hung out with him beside <laughs> that. Besides that, I still he wanted gave to be me the first friend. impression, Rose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, if you, I just remember, I don't remember a lot from our like 2009 to 10 podcast era one thing that really stands out to me is like the recording of me drunk being like David Cherry's here from a band Aqueduct. Let's talk about the OC. <laughs> <laughs> I have to dig like, that he's up probably for like, sure. God damn it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was very, that's how into it I was. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Well, the, uh, I don't, did we talk about the second volume yet? I don't think, I don't think we I told you. We, I told you if you could okay. talk about the OC, we're going to talk for four that's hours. Right. Yeah. Whoops. Okay, uh, second volume, got good shit on here. Uh, dude, strong opening with that eel song. Oh, yeah. Um, Interpol, Interpol Specialist. That's, yeah. That song did not appear yep. on any albums. This is the only way, I'm fairly certain, this is probably the only way that you could get it until they like released the one of the EPs on like a CD really? or something like that. Or like huh. maybe it was on the special edition so of on Turn On The mix. Bright Lights. God, you got all the wire, my guy. Yeah. So much shit. Like even those obscure mores, like that Patrick Park song, that Dio's Mellow song. I couldn't tell you one other thing they ever did, but I know every word yeah. of those two songs. Uh, that was not a first. surf. I don't remember that. Damn. Yeah. That was a cover. Of if you leave when Anna's going to the airport. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember. Fuck. Uh, then the cover of maybe I'm amazed by Jim classic. That was my first introduction to Keen. Oh, there's Keen again. Yep. 
Uh, and that popular mechanics for lovers, fucking great song. I thought it was the thrills for the longest time. Ooh. Turns out some band called Beulah that I never got into, but I know every word to that song. God, <laughs> dude. And now this, all this does is make me think of like the shit that I would see on like fucking subterranean or something like that, where I swear to God, it's like the Mandela effect where it's like, I swear it was on the OC, but it totally wasn't. Yeah. We might have to Ooh. fuck around and do a subterranean Ooh, episode. The OC Mandela effect. Let's that's fucking really go. really good, actually. That's yeah, a great that's topic. insane. Like, uh, the, the, the song that immediately comes to mind for me is uh, Ambulance LTD, The Way I Treat You. You thought that I was on the OC God and it wasn't? that that was on the OC, but I'm not actually sure that it was. I think it may have just like, popped up on subterranean or something. I don't think it was. I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> Mandela effect. <laughs> fuck. Um... The Killers Death Cab back to back is an all time yeah. great soundtrack like moment for pretty anything. Good, pretty good Smile like punch. you mean it and a lack of color back to back. What the fuck? The dude. thrills in the Walkman. These guys are firing dude. on another cylinder here. Big Super, Super Fur Animals either were here this week or they're coming soon, right? To the I, tower? It sounds sure. familiar. Maybe, maybe I'm Mandela effect. No, myself. I think you're right. But like that song, I think it's the only Super Fur Animal song I know, but it, I remember it very vividly because it was the first time that Rachel Bilson took her clothes off. <laughs> Man, oh she's so bad. Yeah. Such a, she's such a baddie, dude. I Bad. love her so much. Summer, man. Still, but still Taylor Townsend's my number one forever. Really? Oh, yeah. Love that's it. That's a Did take. Did you notice, too, uh, <laughs> on this soundtrack with the with the Walkman song, it's like you would automatically think it would have to be the rat because a lot of like popular culture at that time that liked the Walkman, that's the only song they gravitated to was the rat. But it was A Little House of Savages that's on the soundtrack, which is their second single and arguably a much better song. Well, I mean, that was like the that was like their whole thing, though. Is like they weren't going for like the big heavy hitter. Because yeah. I mean, Killers, they would have done right. Right. Uh, somebody told me. Or I don't think, yeah, I don't think Brightside had been a single yet. When yeah. The OC but somebody told me was like, yeah, no, it fucking was, definitely was. Is it true, meteoric, that um, Mr. Brightside is still on the Billboard Top 100 in, in the, the UK. UK? Yeah. Holy is shit! Is it still there? I, th- I mean, it was like a year ago. I don't know if it still is. And that was, a, I mean, the Killers was a band that I thought <laughs> when I f- originally heard them, I thought they were from England. Uh, oh, me for too. Sure. They have the sound me too. for sure. Um, when, so this was during the throes of the OC as well. When Samstown started, uh, <laughs> when Samstown started kind of revving up, and it was about to come out, and they fucking released "When You Were Young," but they only played it on fucking K Rock uh, in Los Angeles. I remember getting on LimeWire and <coughs> downloading a recording of yeah, like uh, a DJ would shut the fuck up. No, no, no. They had like, they had like little fucking watermarks during the song. Oh, where it was like, it was like K rock. It would just go K rock. That's the song they close with. Spoiler alert. That's their closing song. For their Man. Concerts. I mean, it has to be tight. Freaking yeah. sparks fly down. Yeah. They opened with bright side last year when I saw them, which I thought was a bold move. Wow. wow. Yeah. Start off on your best foot, man. Yeah. That's a man. That is. But when you have that many hits, dude, you can do whatever the fuck you want in your set. It's true. I mean, it's just hits after even their last. That record that came out last year by the Killers is fucking great. We just talked about the man is a top three killer song for me. I love that song. We're talking about that, Micah. Do you know Micah Young at all? I don't think so. She's played some shows at Speakeasy and stuff. She works here at Tower, but we did an episode about the Killers, and it was funny because it was me and another girl, and we're kind of like, uh. Like day and age and before, that's kind of like our wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. And she was super into day and age and after. So I'm like, man, I'm glad you like the later shit because this was about to be like a throwback killer. <laughs> like, we don't give a shit about the new stuff. Yeah. But based on her, like, 
how she was talking about this, I started checking out like some of the stuff after that, that I, it's not necessarily that I didn't like it. It was just like, I never got into it. And then just based off of her suggestions, I was like checking out stuff and I'm like, dude, this stuff is awesome. And then even like, even like older, there was like a couple killer songs that we talked about because we made a little playlist after it. And it's just like that six, six degrees of what you're saying, because Mm -hmm. like there was a song that stuck out to her that she talked about. And when I looked it up, the producer on it was um, Anthony Gonzalez. Oh, really? So M83 Damn. produced oh, one of his songs. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Hell yeah. Wow. And so I was just like, that That levels, man. Like, it's just yeah. so crazy that when you hear it too, you're like, oh, of course. Like, it's such a good, like, on the nose. Like, of course they work together. God, dude, I want to sidebar M83 so hard, but we're not going to do it. <laughs> great live show. Yeah. One of the best. Really I, great live show. great. Hurry Up, We're Dreaming saw it with Bo and the Robros. In Dallas. I saw it with Nate. Wait, at the Granada? No, at the Palladium. Oh, I saw it with the, the Granada. Which is now Southside Ballroom. Nathan Poppy and Jonathan Fowler went and saw it with M83. Really? Yeah. Damn. Nice. Um, <laughs> I don't think M83 was ever on the OC. Mm-hmm. No. No, so. 100% not. Um, but like when when you said Anthony Gonzalez, I thought uh, Jose Gonzalez, also a good singer. The guy from Zero Seven, another big OC band. What Sia came from, which is crazy. That, like I went through a deep zero seven phase partially because of that Zach Braff movie garden state. I mean, great, great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Um, Dude, but some of those records, like the, the record that that uh, song is on, I can't remember what it's called, but it's fucking good. Oh, zero seven. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I went deep into zero seven. Like they were one of my favorite bands for a long time. It's, I mean, the garden was this record after that one, but oh my God. Dude, but they, they were, they yes. were to me like the original, uh, like producers who outsource vocals to existing artists. And yeah. it was like mostly Sia and mostly Jose Gonzalez. And that led to me becoming a big fan of Sia in like the mid aughts. And she was like a folk singer. And then she just disappeared off my radar for like four or five years. And she came back as like this mega pop star. Came out back of nowhere. swinging. Yeah. Which is just crazy. I was like, I remember when she did like little black sandals and it was just like, <laughs> it was like this fun, like acoustic-y, like right. fun song. And Not this big pop. Like, I mean, I love it. Stuff. I love both versions. But it's of just it. crazy that. No. Yeah. It's just how insane different it is. How very, very different. I mean, it's just like the progression. And, and you know, I mentioned Kings Leon earlier, but like that was like definitely garage rock, that kind of like strokes type sound early on and then they're like their shit's like super anthemic stadium filled music now i find that comparison very uh offensive no not not (laughs) offensive i find the the strokes comparison that tons of people make it um and people are like oh man they sound like the strokes oh they sound like the strokes um like i when i was probably from age 17 to 23 48 yeah, <laughs> to sixty nine. Mm, uh, nice, nice. But from from that like little window, I was absolutely obsessed with the Strokes, and I've listened to those records probably hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of times. That's a lot. No, of times. no band sounds like the Strokes to me. Period. Like I go back and I listen to Is This It, and I listen to Room on Fire. No one sounds like that. Not a single band walking this earth. But it also is pretty close. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, <laughs> I always get those mixed it, up. It's like, I don't get offended by that comparison. I'm just, I think it just, it fascinates me because I want to know, like, I want someone to show me a song by this band and show me a song by the strokes and put them side by side and tell me they sound the same because I guarantee they don't, but well, it's, it's just, so fascinating to me. It's the like thing that, that, comparison. I think that stuck out to people, right I know 
I just go kill myself now. No, 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 um, no, no. Wow. No, and, no that's not, <laughs> I'm not I'm sorry, Kelly. No, no, it didn't like, it doesn't like that shit doesn't like, it, it doesn't like piss me. Off. It doesn't piss me off. It just fascinates me because the, uh, I've never I like killed enough. He's pretty pissed off right now. I know. My bad. Bro. When have I you ever seen me pissed off? I'm sorry. When Besides you, now, I don't know. Yeah, but this is a new this is a new place I'm for sorry, me. Sorry, bro. Wow. Like, I'm not used to this. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't mean to like do that. My should we bad, just cancel dude. this whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the lost episode. <laughs> People are going to listen and be like, "Oh, um, Kellen didn't mean it." Oh man. Uh, no. But what I think it was like, I I can't make too much like of an assumption of what right. people think or why right, they right, think. Right. But I do it all the what time. I think it was was like, <laughs> if you listen to early Kings of Leon. They had like this very much like uh, almost mono feel in a way, but then they would do like this. The, they would do these real trebly, yeah, kind of like jangly riffs, jangly <laughs> riffs. That because that's kind of what he could play. What's funny? I, and I then they would I, do like rhythm guitar over it, and yeah. it's kind of like how the Strokes build songs sometimes. Yeah, I can see because there's okay. very much like the rhythm guitar with uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the rhythm guitar for? Albert Hammond Jr. Oh, for the strokes, yeah. And then so, Nick Valenci, like, and Nick Valenci over coming it. in underneath yeah. with the trebly shit. And that was kind of like the way that Kings Leon made songs early on to me, the way that I heard it, heard it, heard those things structured. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that's where that comparison that's comes fair. from. Yeah, that's fair. But, I, I guess I didn't uh, I'm sorry we think of it that way. I think the name yeah. of our OC Rewatch pod has to be Jangly Riffs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um, I'm in. Jingle riffs, the OC discussion. Again, yeah, again, you, this, you might want to just edit this all out because this is not really on the topic of the OC. And I, I don't give a fuck. You, I think I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. About Kings of Leon. I'm very fascinated by them. Yeah. I've never been a huge fan. Oh, tread lightly, pal. I've never been a huge I'm fan. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I like them. I don't dislike them. I've right. just never been a huge fan. But like, I'm very like almost weirdly obsessed with music festivals. You know this. Mm-hmm. And then like, I'm, I look at every lineup, every lineup that comes out every right. year. I just look at it and I try and just figure out what it means for each band. You know what I mean? Like I just study lineups for some reason. Right. Um, and I feel like Kings of Leon is the only band. Cause in 2010, they were the, fu- they were the fucking biggest band in the world. Only by the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they're the only band that has headline Coachella that if they went back and played Coachella again, they would not be a headliner. Does that make sense? Yep. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yep. And I think, that's, I mean, I think it's just fascinating that less than a decade ago, they were especially, I mean, even going back to like 2015, they'd already kind of fallen off. Yeah. And it's like, they were this fucking huge, massive headlined literally every festival that summer. It's and then that, they just immediately fell off. Crossover smash hit. You somebody. <laughs> Great yeah. song. I play that on and my then Sex on fire. I mean, yeah, those two songs, like they put them, Put those guys into the fucking stratosphere, bro. Yeah. Man, I remember seeing Kings of Leon at uh what was that? Breakdown Live. Uh right when uh Aha Shake Heartbreak came out. Damn. And waiting in line nice like tour. all day to get into uh that show and seeing it and seeing them for the first time. And it was like I was this close and it was just like fucking so electric, dude. They ripped. It was oh, yeah, they incredible, like <laughs> such a good show. Uh and then <laughs> Yeah, I, I big think jangly riffs. I, yeah, big, <laughs> big, just meaty clackers. Uh, I think, I think, I, I think I like the third record a lot. I can't, I can't remember just because I have such fond memories of the second record, which I think is immortal. Yeah. Well, Shout yeah. out to King Leon. Fat clouds, jangly riffs. 
Fat clouds and jangly riffs and meaty clackers. That's right. An OC story. <laughs> OC rewatch podcast. <laughs> we never get to talk about the show that much. The show's fucking well, great. Yeah, the show's I mean, good. Everyone mostly, should watch the show. If you've never seen it, watch the yeah, show. Yeah, please it's watch good. the show. I mean, it's mostly centered on the music. Yeah, yeah. What I wanted to the talk show's about good, anyway. Though. God, it's so great. I want to watch it again now. It is good. Yeah. Season three kind of sucks. Yeah. Like the up. To, like I'm glad that what happened with Marissa happened. Damn. That was such a good, I just felt like that was such a good like, <laughs> change of pace. And it was like, Oh, the show's going to be different now. Right. And they needed that. Cause I really like season four. And I think a lot of people don't, but I did, especially you remember the season four episode, the Christmas episode. Uh, uh-uh, I don't remember it where, uh, Ryan was not like in a coma. He got like a car wreck, right? Well, was no, it? Was that, that was Marissa. Yeah. No. Marissa had a car wreck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, Still watch the show. Bo, 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 bo. <laughs> No, uh, Ryan like went to the alternate universe that was like as if he had never come to the oh. OC. Do you remember that episode? It was like that and classic like, whatever whatever show was does. Different. Yeah, yeah, and like remember Chris Pratt got his start on the OC. Yes, he was like he started on the OC. He's like the dumb friend. That. Yeah, he was Che from season four. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Did he Brown work at the. He was like the crazy hippie at, at right at Rachel Bilson's college. And Chris but Brown in the alternate like a, universe, he was like this high level, like oil tycoon yeah. or businessman or something. Chris Brown was on that a, season. Went to school uh-huh. with them. Like Chris Brown and Chris Pratt together on the same season of the OC blows my mind every time <laughs> I think about it. I don't think they had any scenes together, but that's still just crazy. Because everyone's like, oh, Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. I'm like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> you mean Chris Pratt from, from OC the OC? Fame. From the OC fame. Yeah. And like, God, Paris Hilton was on an episode. Yep. I Great. remember that. Good times. Good times. But yeah, yeah. no, the alternate universe season four episode is like, what would have happened if Ryan had never like come lived with the Coens and like everything's fucked up and wrong. Like Kirsten was married to Jimmy Cooper. Yeah. Seth was just like being bullied every single day of his life. Uh, it, was, it was, it was a great episode. I mean, shout <laughs> oh, but, then, to oh, but then the big, the big like climax was like, uh, it was like Julie's like, Oh, my daughter is coming. And this was season four. She was like, Oh, my daughter's coming to do something. And like, it shows you like the back shot of like a tall, like long haired brown, girl walking toward you like, holy fuck. And they're trying to imply that if Ryan had never showed up, Marissa would still be alive. <gasps> but then you find out the camera turns and it's actually her sister. Oh, and she's just, and, okay. Mar- and like in, in the alternate universe, Marissa died like a long time ago or something. Oh wow. Yeah. Fuck, it's I a great episode. Shit, dude. Yeah. yeah that's heavy. Yeah, Shout out to t- Cindy. Table I mean, it's like super read for that one. It's like maybe. a super weird turn when you think of like <laughs> season one to like alternate universe season four, but right. it's crazy. Yeah. Huh? The show really ran the gamut. <laughs> And the show had the best TV dad of all time, Sandy Cohen. Dude, Agreed. can't fuck with his eyebrows. Bro. No, dude. Best eyebrows you in the game. You just can't fuck with Sandy Cohen, period. Kirsten was a good mom, but like, she kind of sucked too. Yeah. She totally sucked. Yeah. I mean, she, great actress. Like the. Oh, she's such a good actress. She made Kelly me Rowan. hate her, which was great. Oh, yeah. You know? That's what like, she's she there to do. Fantastic job. Julie Cooper, iconic character. Oh, God. Julie Cooper was rat. Lucille Bluth before <laughs> Lucille Bluth was Lucille Bluth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like, the, like the, rich, so the rich Orange County mom that lost all her money. That was, yeah. And still trying to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. That's Lucille Bluth, but that's more Julie Cooper. Dude. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Ugh. And Aren't I just had a took- conversation with someone on Instagram the other day about uh, Jimmy Cooper as like the undervalued like six man like if there was oh, a six yeah. man award for television it would go to Tate Donovan every year he from, was like, great Ofrito's in that show dude yeah. he yeah, man and his portrayal of Jimmy Cooper especially like in the first season it was just like 
dude, it made me sweat. Like the first half of the first season, like seeing him just get deeper into shit. Yeah. Like, oh my God, man, it stressed me out. I was like, I feel so bad for this dude. Like, obviously I can't relate to it because I've never had that much fucking money in my life, nor will I ever. But like, man, he just did it so well. He did so well. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. God, great cast. It is, man, it is. Shout out to Misha Barton. Uh, now cast on the reboot of The Hills coming soon. Really? Yep. Damn. What? Mm-hmm. Like as herself? I yeah. Well, I mean, obviously it's like a <laughs> she's quote, rising like, reality. Like, quote unquote Marissa. reality show. But I I literally told someone the other day I was like, God, I just wish that she was Marissa Dude, on the yeah. show. She's just like taking prescription drugs. Yeah. Oh God, what a great episode. The scripts. Great episode where she like overdosed in Tijuana. Great oh, episode. Iconic. Good times. I gotta watch all these episodes. TJ now. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Um, man, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to come chat with me yeah, about man. this, man. Thank you. It's been an episode I've been working on and trying to figure out how I wanted to approach it. And um, yeah, man, really appreciate you guys taking the time for sure. Why don't you guys tell people where they can follow you like on social media and tell them about projects you have coming up and stuff like that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Spencer Linux, if you want to <laughs> find me over there. Yeah, just look uh, for the redheaded guy. Yeah, unless you... Unless you liked what I said, then you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at raked, R-A-Y-K-E-D. I don't use Twitter that much anymore. I'm kind of off Twitter now. Like, I'm just not into it anymore. It's like not fun. Yeah, it's, 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 it's police pretty hard. It's just everything I read. I'm just like, oh, why am I reading this? It's now? a negative space. Very well, negative just space. A lot of people. So I'm really not on Twitter that much anymore. Yeah. Um, I realize so you guys are both like new like, social media guys. Like, I just don't think there's any for for promoting stuff on Twitter, there's like very little value to it. Like no one, if I post something, hey, I'm doing a dance party on Twitter, no one's going to come. If you post on Instagram, I feel like a lot of people see that and yeah, actually come. That's fair. So yeah, I don't really true. use Twitter that much anymore. Um, but I do dance parties at the Speakeasy, 90s, 2000s dance parties once a month. Uh, the next one is 420, which I believe is this coming weekend when this hey, comes out. There you go. Next one is May there. 18th, I think. So yeah, one of those. 90s, 2000s dance parties are super fun. Uh, they're very hot and sweaty, and I will drink a bottle of champagne every time we do one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. true. I've seen him do it's it true. multiple times. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kellen World Peace. It's just personal stuff. I don't do any business shit on there because I don't not have good, any business not stuff. Not worth the follow. Really not that uh, good follow. I'm part of a uh, DJ collective. I'm back on the decks again with Carte Blanche. Uh, we, uh, I am going to start... Uh, like once in a blue moon, I'll hop on and, uh, basically open up at Pony Boy Fridays and Saturday nights, uh, 1030, I think it's like 1030 to 130. So come out. It's really fun. Nate and Neil and Chitty are, uh, incredible. And I'm fortunate enough to have friends like them who will let, uh, an old dude like me come spin for like 30 or 45 minutes. So (laughs) it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then obviously, uh, all, all things bicycle. I'm really into cycling right now. So, uh, talk to me about that stuff. If, on, if you're, if you're out there in the world somewhere, be on the lookout for our OC bachelor recap podcast. Yeah. Hell yeah. Jangly riffs, <laughs> fat <laughs> clouds <laughs> and meaty clackers. <laughs> it's like the old freaking uh, <laughs> scary sprites, scary monsters. Nice, nice sprites. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't, and you guys do the Funder Up, man. You guys have got one of those coming up next year, maybe, right? Yeah, yeah uh, twitch.tv slash Funder Up. Yeah, we'll uh, the next one is probably coming in 2020, question mark. We don't really know we yet. Um, we're we we're figuring some yet. stuff out. So the next I gotta one. I got to figure out a way to 
like remove Kellen from the situation. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. I'll probably do one. And I'm also Major trying, key. trying gonna, to figure out how to remove Dueling Ryan. Thunder up. Yeah. <laughs> same weekend. John. Oh, my God. Same game, same weekend. John, John's <laughs> running just, both of them. No, but there's no other people. It's just me versus you straight up. Just have it. like a contest. Dude. Yeah, see who could raise more money. That'd be lit. Oh, man. I would be donating all my money to my own stream. <laughs> and I wouldn't donate a dime of my own money to the stream. And so. I'd be like, I won. He'd be like, did you really win? Because you're bankrupt now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, Funder so Up is uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> Hit, uh, talk to me about cycling. Talk to me about anime. Love anime. Um, Fucking animu. Yeah, dude. Animu. Uh, and yeah, what a, what a fun time. It's always good to hang out with Randy Drake. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> He's a big fan of mine. God. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. My wife actually likes uh, Ryan more than me. Oh, she's married to him, right? Married, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little, am I the only one that's now like has been out on this joke and now it's like you're bringing me into the? I mean, she definitely knows that you're not married. She just hasn't told you. <laughs> She's been trying to break it to you, nice. Okay. Well, <laughs> goddamn it. <laughs> we were waiting for like a rejected proposal on the Bachelor to let you know that you, but then it didn't happen. So. Wow. And <laughs> trying to wait it out. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> okay. Well, as always, guys, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast. T u n e s slash t o o n s. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.